Welcome to the Chris Oldcorn Show. We have a fantastic show for you tonight. We got some stuff on education. There was a protest at Queens Park today with parents and educators who want their kids back in school the way it was before COVID-19. The Ontario government has been talking about hybrid models, not sticking kids back the way it was prior to COVID-19 starting when they took the kids out of school back in March. Uh, we're going to be looking at an MPP who Doug Ford has kicked out of the Progressive Conservative Caucus for voting against the Bill 195, which is the, uh, the thing that extended emergency powers to only existing emergency orders. And also, I will be talking about the Edmonton Eskimos, who have dropped Eskimo from the name. However, they renamed their football team for the time being EE Football Team. Well, one of these is for Edmonton. What's the other E for? To me, I would guess Eskimos. Uh, makes no sense to me. Anyways, well, we'll be right back after the break. And welcome back. Okay, school is a big thing. We have seen massive changes to what happened in the school system uh, starting way back in March all the way through to today. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty about what's going to be happening in September, uh, both at you know, the public school, the high school, and then also college and university systems. And the government has not given their guidance yet on what's going to happen in the fall for the Ontario education, being both the public and high schools. Uh, but we did see a protest today at Queen's Park, and it was both uh, parents and educators who were there protesting that they believe that in September we should return to school the way it normally was prior to COVID-19. Now, there's been a lot of mixed reaction obviously to what the school year should look like starting in September. September the 8th is the day the kids go back to school right after Labor Day and there is a lot of possible scenarios. Um, now their campaigning today, the protest, was for a regular school year, in other words go back to school the way it was prior to COVID-19. However, Stephen Lecce has said that there's three options. And those three options are regular in-class instructions with public health protocols. That means masks, that means social distancing, that means you probably can't fit the normal 22 to 28 students in a class. You're probably looking at 15, then they'll go like alternating days or half days or one week on, one week off. The other possibility is fully remote learning. In other words, everything is done online or in packages that are sent home to the kids. And then there's the other model, which is a hybrid of the two. So you would do part of your classes would be done online and with uh, homework at home, and then part of the time you would spend in class. The problem being here is how do you fit the 25 kids on average into a class and still social distance, have them wearing masks and so on. This is a very difficult situation. That's why they're looking at smaller class sizes. The other issue too is, and this is particularly relevant for places like uh, the Algoma district, is a lot of people have to take the school bus to get to school because people are so spread out. I know I spent my entire life riding school buses to school from grade seven all the way through to the end of high school. And social distancing on those buses is very difficult. I mean, first off, you're gonna have kids as young as five years old in kindergarten and you're gonna tell them you have to sit quietly in this seat while your friend sits quietly over in this seat and you're far enough away from each other. And oh, by the way, you both have to wear a mask while you're doing this. How is a bus driver gonna manage that? Uh, so this protest group um, has some very valid points. The other issue too is that when we went to this online model of schooling, it was meant to be a temporary measure. And it now looks like it could be, you know, a somewhat permanent measure over the next little while 
possibly until we even get a COVID-19 vaccine. And the other thing too is, is that um, how do parents plan for work when they have a kid in that's in school a half day or every other day uh, or in one week off the next, you know, in class learning for week one and then week two, they're at home learning. How do you plan for that if you're a parent and you're trying to figure out daycare and all the other things? Because daycares, by the way, when you join a daycare, you pay for the full week, whether your kid's there or not. I know that from experience in Toronto with uh, friends and their daycares. They were paying for days that sometimes the kid wasn't even there. And the, and the reason they're paying for that is because that was the only way to get a spot. You either pay for full-time daycare, even if you might only use it three days a week, or they don't give you any daycare at all because there's someone else on the waiting list that, that wants to pay that full-time daycare because they need it. So this is a huge problem. The government out there is gonna have to figure something out here um, because this is a big issue for parents. The other thing is parents are very concerned. A poll just came out as well. Um, two thirds of parents want kids to be wearing masks. Two-thirds. Uh, only 28% of people in that poll actually said, no, nah, maybe masks should be optional. Uh, so the predominantly parents want the social distancing, they want the masks, and they want that so they feel safe sending their kids back to school. And if parents don't feel their kids are going to be safe in school, guess what? They're probably not going to send them. And what are you going to do? Normally, if a kid misses so many classes, they fail the year. But are you really going to penalize a kid because the parents are not willing to send the kid to school because they're not sure if their kid can be safe? These are big problems. Both Doug Ford and Stephen Lecce have to address this. And they did say they would put guidance out in about a month. But once again, in a month, we're only a few weeks away from the school year. We're actually at this point in time, about six weeks away from them starting school. It's time the Ontario government stepped up and said, this is what the school year is gonna look like. These are the protocols in place. We've even seen both the Tro Toronto and Halton school boards have said, we do not want a hybrid model. It's too difficult to run. You gotta pick something. You gotta either go completely remote or you gotta go completely in the class because hybrid is just an administrative disaster. Okay, we'll be right back after the break. And welcome back. Okay, Doug Ford kicked someone out of the caucus. Yes, someone got kicked out. And why did they do it? Well, they voted against the bill for extending the emergency powers uh, for things that have already been put in to amend them in the future. Uh, it's, a, it's a scaling back of the emergency powers that the provincial government put in so that they could act quicker in the COVID-19 situation. This is pulling back some of those powers. Um, obviously, we don't want to give our government complete sort of dictatorial control where they don't have to go to the legislature and pass uh, important legislation. They can just sort of decree it on high, kind of made it like King Ford, sort of that's what we were in the last little while. Obviously, Ford has said from the very beginning he doesn't like all these sort of emergency power acts uh, because it gives him basically unlimited control to do whatever he wants, and that's not the system we have. We have a parliamentary system. So they went back and they did a bill. Uh, that is Bill 195, for those of you that are interested. This bill is the one that rolls back the emergency powers to only extend or amend existing orders. In other words, if they say the school system is closed, they can, they can extend the school system closing, but they can't put in something new. So for example, they couldn't put in, you can only drive your car on Mondays and Wednesdays. That's not in, no, if the, if the emergency act was still in, they could do that. But since it's, it's only for stuff that's already in there to amend or extend existing orders, that's what they put through. Now, uh, the lady who was kicked out, um, she's actually from Cambridge, Ontario. Uh, she is Belinda Cara Halios. 
And she was also the, uh, should also be noted, she did have, she was parliamentary assistant to the Solicitor General as well, Sylvia Jones. You've seen her a few times. Uh, Sylvia, you have, um, with Doug Ford's press conferences. Now, um, Doug Ford kicked her out because she voted against this bill. She said it's an unnecessary overreach on parliamentary democracy. Uh, she also said, by transferring away the ability of Ontario MPs to consider, debate, and vote on how emergency powers are used on Ontarians, Bill 195 essentially silences every single Ontario MPP on the most important issue facing our legislature today. Uh, Doug Ford did not like the fact that she uh, was the one that voted against it, and so she is no longer in the Progressive Conservative Caucus and also has been removed. She's no longer the parliamentary assistant as well. Okay, continuing on COVID-19, numbers came out. The numbers have popped up over the weekend. They've now come back down a little bit. Uh, but we do have 165 new cases to from yesterday with two new deaths. Um, but the important thing here is, is that 28 of the 34 health units had five or fewer cases. 18 had no new cases at all. We were trending in the right direction. They are slightly concerned, obviously, with the fact that there was that blip up over the weekend. You know, last week we saw 111, three out of four days with 102 mixed in there as well. So our rolling five-day average has gone back up a bit, uh, but it's not like we're seeing a huge spike in cases. This is not Florida, okay? This is a short-term blip. We were expecting this blip to go up anyways because of moving to stage three, and also when we added more things available to do in the end of stage two as well. Uh, so this is not something to be like, don't worry, we're not, you're not gonna see Ford come out and say, we're going back to stage two tomorrow. They have to have four weeks of data so that they can actually see if there's even a trend up or is this just a slight blip. They did 24,000 tests, which is fantastic. We're waiting for about 12,000 tests to come back. Uh, however, the number in the hospital is still pretty good. We're at 128 total people in the hospital with 37 of them in the intensive care unit and 19 of those in the ICU are on ventilators. So everything is still trending in the right direction. We're going down in hospitals. We're going down uh, with people on ventilators. This is the first time we've actually been below 20 people on ventilators since like back in March. Uh, so things are looking good. Things are, are okay. Don't get too concerned. Uh, however, continue to social distance, wear the mask, follow all the uh, Algoma Public uh, Health suggestions, as well as what the, uh, what the Ontario government has said for stage three as well. And I'll be right back after the break. <laughs> Okay, there's been a lot of uproar in sports lately with the names of teams. So we've seen things like, for example, the Washington Redskins have now, FedEx came in and said, we're not going to sponsor your stadium anymore if the name stays as the Redskins. So then they came out and said, okay, we're going to search for a new name. You've also had, seen things with like the Cleveland Indians, the Atlanta Braves, the Chicago Blackhawks. And the thing is, we in Canada, there's a few teams that have names that are offensive to some people, and one of them happens to be the Edmonton Eskimos. Now, whether you agree that the Edmonton Eskimos should have their name changed and be Edmonton something else, they came out and it's, it confuses me slightly. And the reason it confuses me is this. They have said, and this is, uh, you're going to see this on your screen, our board of directors has made the decision to discontinue the word, the use of the word Eskimo in the team name. Okay, I understand that part. That makes sense. Now, the second part of the tweet is the part that I, I'm slightly confused about. We'll be known as the Edmonton football team. Now, the Edmonton football team would be EFT if you're using the initials. 
or EE football team will we go through the process of determining a new name befitting our storied team? Well, EE, are you saying Edmonton, Edmonton football team? Because that just to me infers that you've only gone like halfway in getting rid of the name Eskimo because you're using two E's. So what's the second E for? Like if you're gonna call yourself the Edmonton football team, just call yourself the Edmonton football team. Why say EE football team? First off, I have to figure out what both E's mean and if someone hasn't been paying attention to the news, they might not even know that that's the new name of the Edmonton football team. So the Washington Redskins didn't come out and say, well, call us the WR football team. No, they said, we're the Washington football team for the time being until we pick a new name. So, okay, good on the, the Edmonton team for dropping the name Eskimo, but you really should have just called yourself the Edmonton football team. I don't understand, I don't understand why you would bother doing EE football team because then people are going to be like, well, what do the E's stand for? And what do they stand for? Exactly. One of them stands for Edmonton. By default, you think the other E stands for Eskimo. Okay. Thank you for watching Chris Oldcorn's show. Very much appreciate you joining me this evening. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chris Oldcorn. You can listen to the audio version of this show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and other podcasting platforms. I'll see you back here tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for Special Report. And tomorrow at 1 p.m., Special Report is being preempted by a COVID-19 special that we have. And we're going to be joined from uh, with local politicians and other local organizations and the Ontario Medical Association. And we're going to be discussing the mass and stage three reopening. Alrighty, have a good night.